Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another one of these listening parties. We're still on a Sam Hain kick for the time being, so we're going to take a look at a Sam Hain record that is very seldomly discussed. In fact, it's not really a record. I would say it's more of a compilation than anything else. Initially, it started off as a record. I should really say initiumly. <laughs> Initially, it was going to be the fourth Sam Hain album. It was going to be called something along the lines of Sam Hain Grimm or Sam Hain 4, semicolon Grimm. Glenn had really gotten into doing the number thing, something that would carry over into Danzig, where he did Danzig 1 through 7. I'm really fascinated by Final Descent because it really captures something that we've talked about in a lot of different episodes of the streaming evil live show it is the connective tissue between sam hayne and danzig it shows us the transition and it does it in a way that's really interesting there's two different types of recordings there's the recordings when you could tell it was going to be a Sam Hain record, that Sam Hain for Grimm. And then there are recordings that happen when Glenn is literally turning into Danzig. And so it's like this weird overlapping gray area that I just find absolutely fascinating and really wanted to explore it a little bit more. And again, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend like I have all this information in my head. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I legitimately do. And I'm like being a savant and I'm just telling you what's off the top of my dome. That is not the case right now today. So we're going to go to some materials to help us along the way. You know, it was very hard to find interviews where Glenn is talking about Final Descent, let alone anybody talking about Final Descent. There were very few personnel there. It was really Glenn and it was eerie. I mean, John Christ was there, but like, you know, he was brand new to the band. I don't know. When people interview John Christ, they want to ask him very particular stuff. Nobody's asking him about Final Descent. And if somebody did, please, I would love to hear that. So here is an interview with Eerie from NoEcho.net in 2019, where he briefly mentions Final Descent. The interviewer asks, well, yeah, and you guys are in fucking Sam Hain anyway. So you started recording a fourth Sam Hain album that eventually came out as Final Descent. I guess it was originally going to be called Sam Hain Grimm. Were you doing that before Rick Rubin came into the picture or what? Eerie answers, no, Rick wasn't even there. We were still doing that in Jersey and we had three or four songs and it was going to be the next record and we didn't think anything about it and then things changed and that's the way it went. We used like three or four of those songs for the first Danzig record. I, I mean, it wasn't three or four songs. It was two songs. Twist of Cain and Possession both wound up on the first Danzig record. They sound very different from the Sam Hain versions. I love both versions equally. Possession might be my single most favorite Danzig song of all time. It is my favorite. I, I really, really love it. And I love the Sam Hain version. I think I love the Danzig version slightly more for a bunch of reasons. Fun trivia fact, that's James Hetfield doing backing vocals on Possession. The interviewer asks, they sound pretty different, but yeah, I know. Erie responded, well, yeah, things change, like production stuff. And maybe when you think about the songs again, you think, okay, maybe we'll do that a bit different, but, you know, not that much different. 
The interviewer laughs and says, Twist of Cain sounds pretty different, though. And Eerie says, yeah, I really like the original Twist of Cain, but I still like the version that came out on the Danzig album. It's just a little bit different. Things change, you know. We got different guys in the band, and that's all. That's one thing you will notice. There's a tempo shift with Twist of Cain. It's I don't know if it's faster or slower. I have to when we listen to it, we'll we'll really be able to compare and contrast. From my understanding, before Rick Rubin, mother what it was being refined and developed was actually a much faster song. So I kind of imagined that it had a Sam Hain vibe with a faster tempo. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe that's crazy. So here are uh, here's a breakdown of what Final Descent is. I think the first thing we need to do is we need to think about when the November Coming Fire songs were recorded and i'm right here at misfit central right now and what misfit central tells me is that between the months of june and august of 1985 they recorded all of the tracks for november coming fire it would be almost a year later at real platinum studios where they would come back in and record seven songs trouble descent twist of cane the second version of lords of the left hand which is actually the first Trouble Again, Possession, and Night Chill. These were all done on 16-track tape. Bob Aleka was the engineer. Glenn produced it. Damien was already gone by this point. So in the studio is Glenn, London, and Erie. Interesting note for the drums on Night Chill, Danzig had Bob Aleka program drum triggers. And I think Glenn got a taste for the drum machine when they were recording November Coming Fire, because as Misfit Central says, when London May joined the band, he did not have enough time to learn all the songs before recording began. So Danzig played drums on several songs. Even Erie played drums on several songs during rehearsals for the album. For the chimes and gong, Danzig used his Yamaha DX7 synthesizer. Someone mentioned to me that, I forgot where I heard it, but someone said that the drums that Danzig is playing on November Coming Fire are actually drum machine drums. But here on Mitzvah Central, it only says a drum machine was used on Song 10, which is unbridled. So I don't know. So it's pretty interesting. So it's almost a year before they return to the studio to record these songs that would be for the fourth Sam Hain album, but never come out because the, because the band turns into Danzig. And I'm sure that's what happened too. The songs don't really fit the direction that the band is moving in. And so everything kind of gets put on a shelf, except for two, Possession and Twist of Cain. Then almost another year later, so picture this, almost a year after they record the songs for Sam Hain 4, Glenn comes back into the studio with Bob Aleka and he overdubs guitars for the Unholy Passion EP. Notes. In June 1987, Glenn went into the studio to remove Damien's guitar tracks from the Unholy Passion EP, adding his own tracks when necessary. Danzig re-recorded the vocal track on Unholy Passion and remixed all the songs from Unholy Passion. In doing so, he created Misery Tome, which was a remixed version of the background vocal and bass tracks to I Am Misery. Ah, so that explains why he overdubbed Damien's tracks, because he was putting Initium out on CD. 
So here's the real question. As early as 1987 or even 1986, does Glenn know that he's going to release a compilation of what would have been the fourth Sam Hain album? In this gap year between Sam Hain and Danzig, when Danzig is refining itself as a band, Glenn is just stepping into the studio and doing refinements and recordings and tinkerings and tweakings on Sam Hain tracks. And then in September of 1987, Danzig returns to the studio again with John Christ. At some point after John Christ joined the band, he overdubbed rhythm and lead guitar tracks to the previously recorded September 1986 session songs. The final mix of Descent, however, was done later on June 26, 1990. And this is in preparation for the October 31st release of Final Descent. So all of those tracks, Descent, Twist of Cain, Lords of the Left Hand Second Version, Possession, they all have overdubbed John Christ guitar tracks. If you count being on a record or playing with a band live as being in said band, then that would make John Christ the final Sam Hain guitarist, I suppose. Then... In 1988, now they're already in California. They go to Hollywood Sound Recorders, and the band records Lords of the Left Hand and The Birthing. And it features the lineup of Danzig minus Chuck Biscuits. So you got John Christ on guitar, you got Glenn on guitar and vocals, and you got Erie on bass, and then Glenn is doing a drum machine. And it's very, very obvious that there's a drum machine. The notes for this session state, after the band Danzig moved from Lodi to Los Angeles, Danzig, Erie, and John recorded and mixed the slow version of Lords of the Left Hand and The Birthing. The final mixes of these songs were done later. Now, what's interesting, I guess maybe Chuck Biscuits is not in the band yet in 1988. This leads me to believe that perhaps it wasn't so seamless to go from London May to Chuck Biscuits. You would imagine that Chuck Biscuits would be in on the recording of these songs if he had been in the band. So they perhaps they hadn't recorded the Dan the first Danzig album. I'm not going to check it now. Check it now. But alas, this is not possible because they started recording the first Danzig album in September of 1987. So either the the this recording session is wrong and it's not 1988 and it is in fact supposed to be 1987, or for some weird reason. Chuck Biscuits is just not on the recording at all. Or they just simply decided not to use Chuck as a drummer. In the same way that Erie doesn't play bass on You and Me. Then 1990 comes around and they record Death in Its Arms. In its entirety, you have Glenn doing guitar and vocals. You have John Christ doing guitar. You have Chuck Biscuits on drums and you have Erie Vaughn on bass. The notes say that during the band Danzig's Danzig 2 Lucifuge recording session, the band recorded one last song for the inclusion on the Final Descent album. So Glenn's packaging Final Descent for Plan 9 Records through Caroline Distribution, and either this song was a Danzig song that he decided to include on a Sam Hain compilation album, or it was a never recorded Sam Hain song that he decided to do with his Danzig band to include on Final Descent. And it totally sounds like Danzig. You know, initially, I thought maybe they recorded Death in Its Arms for Lucifuge and decided that it fit better as a Sam Hain song, even though it sounds more like Danzig. And there you have it, the absolute, totally confusing, convoluted recording history of Final Descent. 
I don't know if any of that makes sense. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Maybe this was Glenn's way of sort of closing the book on Sam Hain, which he's sort of done several times over the years. He released Final Descent. Then they did the reunion with the box set in 1999. And then for the Danzig Legacy, he brought Sam Hain back one final time. And then the 30th anniversary. And now, at least for the last seven years, the book has been entirely closed on Sam Hain. So what we're going to do now, much like Unholy Passion, we're going to listen to the entirety of Final Descent. But because there are two different versions of Final Descent, we're going to listen to the original release from 1990, which has a back end that features a retinkered Unholy Passion that most people do not like as much as the original release in 1985. When Final Descent was re-released with the box set, however, that Unholy Passion EP that made up the back half of Final Descent was released as the official Unholy Passion EP, and Glenn filled in the rest of Final Descent with demos that we had never heard. Demos being those other tracks. And so for the first time in 1999, people got to hear the original Twist of Cain, the original Possession, the original version of Lords of the Left Hand. It's all so confusing. <laughs> all right, let's give this, let's give it a go. All right, I'm going to, let me get my thing up. So when I snap my fingers, the music shall begin. Let's make sure that's ah, really loud. It's going to blow up my ears. Okay. <laughs> 